0: Well, it's so great to be here. And wow, Martin and Emily, you have done a phenomenal job. Aren't they amazing? (laughs) Martin and Emily Lazell. We first came here. I first came to this building when there was no carpet here, no chairs. There was no congregation. And Paul and Christine Perkin have did the most amazing job for 33 years. And it's really exciting to come back and see you guys taking it on from there.
1: And and breaking news is you. I mean, you were vicars and leading HTB for seventeen years. You were at the church before that f- for twenty eight years. Were you tw- forty six years? Forty six uh, years in total. Twenty eight years as a curate. Is that right? Does that sound uh, about right. Eighteen, 19, 80, 18. Uh,
2: 18 years. Eighteen we, years as a curate 19, before that. Yes. So
1: you've been at one church for forty six years. Yes. Yeah. We're, we're not that old. No, we are that old. And, <laughs> and what what I like to know is have you always gone to church is that something you've always done Ah, oh, it is so nice to be back with martin and emily have, having worked with them for
2: years um it's just so fun it just feels like old days but um have we always gone to church
0: do you and want also weren't those st- stories amazing weren't they, those uh, weren't they fantastic so good have you always gone to church pips
2: Always gone to church. Um, I grew up in a sort of n- a nominal Christian family. Um, I, uh, I went I, to church from time to time. I think like um, Rebecca was saying, um, you know, had some experience but was put off um, in, in many ways. But I, would, I think I would have said um, that I believed in, in a God And my parents would have absolutely ticked the box for Church of England and that sort of thing. But I had no relationship with God, no concept that you could pray to him and that he would answer you, that he would guide your life. And I think I was pretty lost, really, when I was about 17, 18, looking for sort of parties fun whatever was going but having no idea what I was doing in my life and I you know I'm just so glad somebody asked me along to church I'm just so relieved because I think I could have gone off in a terrible direction and um, someone came and talked to me about faith and I had Absolutely no idea what they were talking about, but I was riveted by who they were, what amazing people they were, that they had something that I didn't have—a peace, a sort of purpose, a love for one another in an extraordinary way. And it was sitting down with one of those one day that they opened the Bible and turned to that verse in John, uh, verse uh, 10, chapter and verse 10, and which says, "I came that you might have life and life to all its fullness." And I think it was like a light bulb went on at that moment. I thought, yeah, yeah, that's what I want. You know, that's the sort of life I want. I have a life, and it's, f- and it's fine, but I want this abundant life. I want this full life. I want this dimension that is totally different. And I gave my life to, to Christ when I was about 18. And yes, I've had my ups and downs since then, um, but I've never doubted that. Jesus loves me. He's perhaps chased after me when I've wandered, but he has always brought me back, and I'm so grateful to that.
0: Mm. So I was um, uh, not a Christian growing up. My, my father was a refugee. He was a uh, refugee from Nazi Germany, um, and he came here in the 1930s. Um, he was a lawyer a barrister, and he met my mother on the other side of the case. She was a barrister on the other side, and they got married, and they had us. uh, But uh, my mother didn't go to church, and my uh, father was an agnostic, and I became an atheist. And then nearly half a century ago, uh, Pippa and I, you were there. You you may not even remember this, but uh, you were sitting in a room at university with a guy who's here today. I've just seen at the back of church, uh, and uh, he had invited us round to listen to a talk about Christianity, and uh, I was a, the most argumentative atheist in the room, um, and his name is Steve Ruttle. He's sitting at the back there. He's now Steve Ruttle KC. He was Steve Ruttle QC until three weeks ago, but he's now a King's Counselor. Um, And Steve Ruttle was... um, I was deeply suspicious of Steve Ruttle. Uh, He looked a very dodgy character. Um, He invited us round to porridge parties, and uh, I thought, who on earth has porridge parties? (laughs) But his porridge was very good, and... um, (laughs) uh, But uh, we we were very, very argumentative, and... um, But but we were dragged along by Steve and others to, to hear people talking about Jesus, and um, two very close friends of ours, Nikki and Scylla, uh, Lee they are now, told me they'd become Christians, and I was absolutely horrified, and they were really lovely people, and I, so I thought, how can I help? I better explore, so uh, that night I started reading, and I read all the way through um, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and it was as if the person I was reading about emerge from the pages of the New Testament and I encountered Jesus and that was a life-changing moment and it was nearly now half a century ago and yeah I mean it's so wonderful to hear the stories we've heard today of, of it lasts it's not like a flash it's like a moment that it happens but then it's like birth like the babies that were baptized today they were born in a moment but hopefully, they'll live not just 50 years, but now you can live to 150, can't you, if you're born today? Um, so, but it's a long-term thing, and it's been an amazing relationship, ups and downs, like all relationships, but uh, also just getting to know. Yeah, everybody's looking, aren't they, for, for three things, I think, in life. That's why people come on Alpha. They're looking for love. Everyone wants to be loved. And what I found in a relationship with Jesus is that we're loved and loved by God and that God is a God of love. Not, he's not this sort of God that sometimes people think that's up there, who's sort of cross with you all the time and judging you. And, but God loves you, and you can have a relationship with him, a love relationship, and love relationships are incredibly powerful. Uh, so that and everyone's looking for purpose. You know, what is our ultimate purpose in life? Is it just you're born, you live, you die? Is that it? All end of story? Or is there more to life? Is it just on your phone, on your on your iPad, on your computer, and that's it? Or is there something more? And that's what I found in a relationship with God through Jesus. And then everyone's looking to belong. And, uh, you know, I was pretty much, had a lot of friends, but I felt very lonely deep down. And I think there's no community. I mean, this is an amazing community here. There's no community like the church. And that sense of belonging, that's, that's the extraordinary thing about alpha groups, you start off the first night, nobody knows anybody. By the end, you're best friends. And that's community. Nikki, you talk about relationship. You guys have been married for, I won't
3: test you, 44 years, uh, huge congratulations. But how did you meet? How did that all begin? <laughs>
2: um, I rang Nikki up.
0: It was before we were
3: Christians. It was before we were
2: Christians. I, I wanted to get into a nightclub that we always used to go to, which was the top of Sloan Square and um, it seems so random doesn't it and um, it was down in a basement and you had to be a member to get in there and I was with a friend and I wanted to take her and uh, they said why don't you ring Nicky he's a member he'll get you in so I did and that's literally what I did Um, that's how I met him It's pretty a bit of cheek I don't know what got over me uh, that I just rang him up but anyway that's how we met and became friends. And you kindly got us in, but I think you were always escaping out of the back window, weren't you, out of Francoise? <laughs> <laughs> Anything more to add?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so we were friends for some time. Then Nicky went off to to um, uni. Up, uh, uh, he went off to Cambridge, and I after that, his encounter with Jesus that second term. And I'd been to a couple of the, the parties with um, Steve and it hadn't quite sunk in for me. So when I met Nikki, and he was so zealous and was trying to tell everyone about Jesus, I was terrified and thought he'd gone mad. And actually it was, so I sort of separated really from, from having anything to do with Nikki, And it was through a totally different group of people who actually I hadn't realized was saying the same thing, but they approached me in perhaps a different way, and I started to be sort of captivated by what they had, that I too became a Christian shortly after. And then the rest is history, as they say.
1: Amazing. Um, So we're starting our Alpha course, as I've mentioned, this Wednesday. And um, I read somewhere the author and founder of 24-7 Prayer, Pete Gregg, he said this about you guys. Nikki and Pippa have for 32 years been quietly running their own Alpha small group every week while simultaneously turning the course into a global resource that has introduced literally millions to Jesus and has also become a major catalyst for Christian unity. Alpha runs in... 30,000 churches, across all sorts of denominations. Um, it's been translated into 112 languages, running in 169 countries, done by over 29 million people. And you guys are still involved in a small group, your helpers in a small group. And is it? are you on your 98th? It's are you about six, to start? 97, 98? What is
0: are you asking it? about our age or our no, we're not, we've just done 96, and we're about on 97th. We're going to do it online in Malaysia, um, and then we're going to go out, uh, because we're out there um, for a bit in November, we're going to go out and join the group when we're out there. So uh, yeah, that'll be our 97 But why do we do it? Because we love it. Uh, you know, I've, uh, we've actually done more than that, but we've done 97, it'll be 97 in a row that we've done, um, consecutive ones. Uh, it's amazing. It is an amazing thing to watch people's lives being changed, and we've heard of three amazing stories of lives being changed. And I loved, I loved um, what you said, Katie. You're, you're, you're the say, Everything's the same, and everything's different. You know, you don't. You're the same person, but you watch people encountering Jesus and finding what Pip says, life and life in all its fullness. You know, we've seen people who've been addicted to drugs or alcohol or other things in their lives being set free. We've seen relationships restored, you know, marriages that were struggling. Um, just Jesus tur- most people think that Jesus will turn the wine of their lives into water, but Jesus does the opposite. He takes the water and turns it into wine. And that's what he does with our marriages, does with our relationships. He turns water into wine. He takes something that's very ordinary and turns it into something um, just rich and beautiful. And uh, it's, it's amazing to watch that. We do very little. We sit and help in a group. We don't say anything. We just listen. Alpha's all about listening. It's about, you know, the fact there's a verse in Proverbs which says, in the heart of hu- in every human being... Is a deep well and the wise person draws it out. Every human everyone here is like a deep well. All of you have rich, deep riches within you. And what Alpha's about is drawing out those riches, asking questions. That's all we do. We don't preach at people, we ask questions. You know, what what do you think? What do you think about life? What makes you happy? Do you ever find it difficult to forgive? What do you think happens when you die? What do you think about, about your purpose in life? And as people begin to talk and begin to become more open and say, actually, I'm struggling. I'm struggling with anxiety. I'm struggling with whatever they're struggling with. I'm struggling with my finances. I'm struggling with my marriage. I'm struggling with not being married. I'm struggling. And people become very open. And then there's this amazing connection. Because we think that we'll connect with people by our strength. We think we say, oh, I'm so successful. That doesn't connect with anybody. But when we start to say, actually, I'm struggling, then we connect with people. And deep relationships form. And that's what you watch happening. And then you watch people encountering Jesus, experiencing the Holy Spirit, experiencing love, experience the fact that they are loved by God. And watching them change. And then, you know, just 20, whatever it is, 20 years later, to say, you know, this is what happened to me 20 years ago, and this is the difference that Jesus has made. There's nothing more amazing than that. Life is obviously
3: challenging at the moment. There's so much going on in the world. Uh, People might look at you, married 44 years, family, all that kind of thing. Oh, They've got it all great. But have you ever been through times when your own faith has been tested or you've faced some challenges?
2: Probably every day. <laughs> um, I, you know, life is tough. I remember, um, I think it's, if anyone knows, Kay Warren, she's, uh, they're American pastors, but they lost their son. A, she talks about life is much tougher than you think it, it's going to be but God isn't helpless among the ruins. And I think we all suffer from difficult times. There are sadnesses, illnesses, whatever come your way. And it's in those times, you can either get further from God or you can get close to God. And actually, it's usually the church as a whole that holds you up at difficult times. I'm uh, Back in 2018, I had a little bit of lung cancer which was, came out of the blue. It's a shock, you know, things happen to people. And it it is definitely the faith and the support of the Christian family that gets you through those times. I could feel the prayers of people literally carrying me through that time. And I was very, very blessed because um, they caught it very early and they were able to deal with it. But I'm just so glad I didn't face it alone. Of course you don't face it alone in one way, but there's something even more amazing to know people are, are just praying for you day in, day out. Your your lovely Christian brothers and sisters are literally carrying you through difficult times. So, yeah, the answer is, yeah, there have been difficult times. And of course, there are times of when you say, why me? Or, or you know, something awful has happened to somebody, or, you know, your friends... There are still going to be endless questions when I get to heaven, and I'm, sh- I'm sure God will answer every single one of them. But in this world, we will have questions, and it is just sort of hanging on in those difficult times. But relying on other people, I think, to get you through. Sometimes we don't have the faith for ourselves, but you can have the faith for someone else. Sometimes it's so much easier to, to see something in somebody and saying, I know you're going to get through this. I believe it. I know it, even when they can't see it.
3: Just uh, the last few weeks have just been just, just with the Queen and everything. I mean, it's like the nation has just been grieving collectively. What do you, what do you see in the nation? I mean, obviously, people coming on Alpha, so many questions that people have, channel, economic But Are there things that you see that you think, gosh, maybe God is doing this? And do you see hope? Uh, for the future, you gave a talk, Nikki. Uh, I think it was your last talk as vicar of HDB. The best is yet to come. I mean, how do you have that kind of posture when we read the news and all that kind of stuff?
0: Well, the queen was amazing wasn 't she seventy years on the on the throne, so I, I suspect there are not many people here who remember a time when she wasn 't queen. Um, my uh, Our son was um, with our grandchildren was was saying, you know, we had Queen Elizabeth before that. There was George the Fifth, and before that there was Edward the Eighth, and before that there was Edward the Seventh, and went back through all the kings back to Edward the Fourth, in the fourteenth century, and um, uh, our six-year-old granddaughter said, "Do you remember all those kings? Because you were alive for them." <laughs> and um, so, uh, but we've we've only ever known the Queen and. I think the, what what's, is so many things about the Queen that were, were amazing, but her faith, it, it, she's so wise. She never spoke about controversial issues, but she did speak about her faith. Every year at Christmas, she spoke a message of hope to the world, and she spoke about her Christian faith. And the difference Jesus made to her and I think, you know, she, perhaps she's the greatest evangelist of, the, of, of our times, because look at the, look at the impact on her life. Um, you know, the fact that she was still working up to two days before she died. You know, what incredible perseverance. Um, so, you know, I think she's an amazing um, example. But, you know, the anointing follows the appointing. And we have to believe that King Charles will now be, he's, he, will be the, he will be prayed for at his coronation for the anointing of the Holy Spirit as the Queen was for her. And that anointing is not just for her and for King Charles, it's for everyone. That's, that's what happens on an Alpha weekend. People get anointed by the Holy Spirit. And all of us can have an impact. We can all make a difference to the lives of people around us. Uh, you know, when the Spirit comes... The Spirit changes our relationships, changes. And that's what happened to me when I experienced the Holy Spirit. I experienced, it was life-changing. And all of us can experience that, and all of us can make a difference with our lives. So, uh, the best is yet to come because Jesus is alive.
2: And it it was such a sort of powerful image when you see the coffin, the Queen's coffin, with the... um, uh, the orb and the crown on it and it 's taken off when she's goi- when it goes down into um, where it 's b- now finally resting and in a sense the, in, she's no longer the queen of our country I mean she will always have that title she is no longer she has finished her job she stopped at, but we do have. Jesus, who is the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and he doesn't ever retire or die or finish his role. He just goes on forever. And even though we're really sad that the Queen's reign has come to an end, we do have... Jesus, that his reign will never end. So we hang on to that, and in this time of uncertainty, and I think it is a really difficult time. We don't know what's going to happen. We, it's going to, everybody says it's going to be a hard winter. All these things are coming ahead, not only financially, um, probably health-wise, all sorts of things are coming this way, as well as having lost the queen, who's been so, such our, our sort of grandster, you know, it's been so amazing. But we just have to hang on to Jesus. We keep our eyes on Jesus because he is the one who's always going to be there. He's still going to be king of kings, lord of lords, whatever happens in this world.